Welcome to From the Eyes That You Can't See with your starring host, Zahara Dixon. Life. It can be a very difficult topic to talk about, especially if you're living one of the worst circumstances. Growing up where you didn't have heat or water in your house. Growing up where you lost your mother or father. Growing up seeing your own friends laying down in a casket never to be seen again. Or every night you have to worry about if you're going to get a meal on your next plate. Every night you have to worry about if your light bulb will cut off and you'll have to do your homework in the dark. Every day you go through lies, hearing the arguments between one another. Or every day you have to live for people who only want to be there when someone dies. I lived my life for struggles and people assumed I had the best. I was in fourth grade when it all happened. My grandpa had passed away. Now, at the time, I was about eight or nine, and I didn't know what death was when I was told that my grandpa passed away and he'll be gone. I always assumed he'll come back. I remember asking my father this very question, what is it like when you die? And he told me he didn't know how to answer that question. He said I had to experience it. And it came to me when I had asked him, when will I experience it? When will I die? And it brought to my father's attention that he said, any time. So that's when death really opened up to me and came to me at such a young age when I really truly didn't understand death but yet again it came to me years on it was the summer of 2016 in 2016 I had graduated from fifth grade and I was on my way going to middle school in the middle of the summertime my father had passed away. And that's when I realized the depression had came along. Even though I didn't really know what depression was at the time. The fact that the only person that really understood me, my best friend, the person I felt like that ever really loved me was gone. It broke me into a lot of pieces and people don't understand that my father he wasn't an ordinary father and I'm grateful for having him in my life those 11 years of joy and laughter I wish I could go back to it people don't understand that he wasn't he wasn't the same as other people he was just one of the best things that ever happened and people always saw him as a big threatful black man and that came to me like what do you guys see in him and I don't people always said he was bad when really I saw him as the father that didn't give up on his children and I'm, I know there's a lot of children out there who who's growing up without a father figure in their home and I'm very sorry to hear that because have, not having a father can really mess you up sometimes, especially when you're in need of times of wanting your father. Ever since my father passed away, you know, life has never been the same. 
I had to hide myself from my family for a couple months. My mom, my siblings, my own grandma. Because I didn't know what to do anymore. I cried every night wishing my father would come back. Wishing he would have never gone and instead it should have been me. That's when the first round of suicidal thoughts came about. And those suicidal thoughts, it wasn't really major. It was more of, I wish I could kill myself. I don't think I could do it anymore because my father is not here. And I feel like that was the answer. I feel like I was really close to being buried down six feet deep. Because that's how much I miss my father. That's how much my father's death affected my life. That I wanted to really go ahead and commit suicide. Now, when it comes to death of family, that's when people want to actually pretend they care about you. When When my father had passed away, it was more like fake love coming in between. It was where... My aunts and uncles claimed me as their niece, where I had grandparents claim me as their grandchild, where all of a sudden I had sisters and they claimed me as their little sister for a week. After that week was done, I never heard from them again. It was all just fake love. They want to pretend they're there for you, but never was. They want to give you that support. But before, where was that support? Where was you when I was getting honor roll? Where was you when my basketball games, back to basketball practice, my art shows, my music, my music concerts? None of them was there. They didn't even know about it. So how can I, how, how, did, how do you claim me as somebody when I can't even claim you? It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, anyways. It was 2018 when... I realized that my father was in a better place and it was better on if I try to move on and know that he's always going to watch over me. Now, as a Muslim, I know that Allah is watching over him and Allah is watching over me and my brothers and my sisters. And this part is where depression had came in even more. As a Muslim, you are supposed to go up wearing a hijab, learning how to pray and fast during Ramadan. I felt as though all of that was pushed on me. It was forced and I was supposed to learn it in a month. When learning how to say words by memory is going to take practice and I feel like people didn't understand that with me. Everybody has their own technique and way of learning something and people didn't see that in me. They just assumed that I have to automatically be this and be that when I was going to take my time and tell myself when I'm ready to do this I'm going to do it it's always do this for your father he wants you to be here and stuff he wants you to do this and I understand that I really do but if my father was alive he would have been proud of what I'm doing right now taking my time and guiding myself Instead of forcing it all upon, I had my whole life to prepare what I need to be prepared for. I have my whole life for that. 
You shouldn't force religion on somebody, especially if you're forcing that religion on them. Now, don't get me wrong. Being Muslim, it's it's beautiful being a part of the Islamic culture, the Islam nation. I just wish that people gave me time for me to be who I am. And it was a lot of pressure on me, and that's when depression came. Because I feel like people, people didn't accept me for who I am. People didn't want to give me any chances. They just, they just thought if they forced it on me, I would be perfectly fine. When really I wasn't. Deep down, I was crying, and I just thought I couldn't do it anymore. And that's when my first attempt came in. So when I in 2018, I was very low on vitamin D and C, and so the doctors, the doctors had. Um, prescribed me with some medicines because when my father had passed away, as I said, I never, I never went outside. I stayed in the house. I had the blinds closed and it was always dark 24-7. And I took a lot of those pills because I thought I couldn't do it anymore. First with the death of my father and now forcing religion upon me. But it didn't work. And I'm grateful it didn't. But after that first attempt, it was more now I'm in seventh grade and I need to step up my game, become a better student, and become a better daughter for my father. It was a day where we were announcing who made the honor roll. And let me tell you, I was proud of myself because I got the honor roll. I had straight A's. I was I was such an amazing seventh grade student. Like who wouldn't want me? But I didn't get that attention at home. I feel like nobody was grateful that I got straight A's. I feel like nobody was grateful with me. I felt like that I was by myself at home when I had a whole family at home. People didn't see that. Where then not only that, I had to try and fit in in seventh grade. Every day, it was people with the new retro Jordans. They had the new Nike Air Forces. They had the iPhone 6 and 7, where me, I was stuck with an Android because my mom didn't have enough money to buy all of us a new phone. Where I had to wear my brother's and sister's clothes, and I felt embarrassed. That embarrassment really hit me because as much as I wanted to fit in, I couldn't. I didn't want to be judged because I was wearing my siblings' clothes. I didn't want to be judged because I didn't have food at my house or the bills were cut off now and then. I didn't want to be judged. And then April 2018, that's when I came home to see my mother sobbing. And when I see my mother sobbing, I know that something serious happened. And what that what had happened was my aunt passed away. Now, this is the third death that came upon my life. First, my grandfather, my father, and then my auntie. It was difficult because as I was growing up, I was reeling how much more serious death was. It was crazy my aunt passing away I just I just didn't I didn't know how to believe it because 
I didn't think it was true until I, my mom was really being serious and telling me. It broke my heart because she was one of my favorite aunts. Now knowing that she's gone, it really also broke me. Because at first I thought, you know, with death and those people are in a better place. But it hit me even harder because it was another favorite person in my life gone. Her death was just so tragic and I just didn't know. Eighth grade year came on by and it was November. We were in social studies class and actually I met a new friend in eighth grade. Her name was Sharice, Sharice Williams. And I met friends because I was friends with her because she was wearing a hijab and people were making fun of her. And I told her, you know, don't be afraid of your wearing a hijab. You know, embrace it. You know. And we came we became friends. We we wasn't in the same class, but every time we saw each other in the hallways or at lunch, we said hi to each other. Now, we didn't I didn't hear from her for a day. And you know, I thought she had her phone taken away. Until I realized in social studies that the principal and the dean came in and announced that Sharice had passed away. And they told us the cause of her death was committing suicide. Now, that's when it had crossed the line because... You're bullying somebody so much that you cause them their whole life to be over? Are you serious? This is, it was, I was just speechless because not only did you make somebody lose their life, you caused tears of a, a mother. A mother lost her own child. A father lost their own child. And you had the audacity to do that to somebody one of the first it was one of the first people I actually thought I clicked with and they they passed away because of bullying which brought in depression and suicide that's when I realized realized committing suicide can't can't be the answer until I realized why people commit suicide it's like whenever they try to talk to somebody they don't want to listen. And I completely understand it. All the times I try to talk to my cousins about how I'm feeling, they think I'm not serious. They think I'm just saying that as a joke. But no, really, I was this close to being buried down six feet deep. But nobody knew that. I, f- I wished if people listened, if people listen and stop assuming that I was crazy or other people are crazy, there will be more people living in this world. But no, we're crazy all of a sudden. Oh, we have mental health issues. We need to be, we need to go to a therapy, a therapist, or we need to go to a, a facility because we want to kill ourselves. Are you serious? Ever since that day, it really, it really, it really came to me because it was four deaths, four deaths that was into my life. And 
I just, I just, I just did it. No. And then it was still my eighth grade year, and 2019 had came across, and it was April. It was the first day of our spring break, you know. Spring break, you wanna, because the carvos were opening up, the movies, the weather was perfect. And then I was told that my brother-in-law had passed away. Now, more death of my brother-in-law, he wasn't, I don't even consider him as an in-law. I consider him as my brother because he was basically there ever since I was born. Him and my sisters were best friends. And, like, he he basically raised me as well. So I saw him as my brother. And a crazy thing is that my brother-in-law passed away because he committed suicide. Depression came in and ruined his life. Almost like how depression came in and ruined mine. Man, so depression isn't no joke. And people see it as a joke. When there are people out here right now who are actually suffering and trying their best and people don't see that where they think suicide is the answer suicide is a temporary a temporary answer for for a permanent solution once you commit suicide it's done you know I I, I would never want anyone to to have to do with that that someone very close to me another person committed suicide and it was crazy because i was with him the day before and we we laughed it up as we always do as siblings do we played games and just he's gone now People always told me if I ever need someone to talk to, to talk to them. When I talked to them, they thought I was crazy still. They wanted to put me up with a therapist. And they told me to leave me alone. When every time I'm alone, I feel like I'm driving myself even more crazy. But people don't see that. They don't at all. I don't think I'm crazy. I think it's just me being honest and me being me. Maybe if you guys realize, if you guys ask why I am the way I am and why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling, maybe I wouldn't be depressed. Maybe if someone was there for me, how you guys expect me to be there for you, I wouldn't be going through this. My brother's passing was the last death that I'm dealing with right now. Every summer I go to each one of the people who passed away gravesite. And I wish, give them my respects and I tell them how much I miss them and how much I wish they were here. You know, it's crazy because as a young woman, when I'm at school, people see me as the person who's laughing all the time and stuff like that. When really, I'm acting it because I don't want people to know that. I went through so many deaths and problems at home. I don't want people worrying. That's my issue. I feel like if people worry too much, 
it'll just cause them to not worry anymore. And my plan is for people not to worry because I'm going to be fine at the end of the day. And if you weren't there for me before, why are you going to be here for me now? That wasn't the only issue I had. You know, I, when it comes to suicide, I have a lot of people who had, who had suicidal thoughts and who were this close to committing suicide. And one of the very most important people in life I couldn't lose was my little cousin. You know, she, she is one of the best things that ever happened to me. She's like my little sister. And when I found out that she was this close to committing suicide, I cried. I really cried because I feel like I wasn't there for her when I really tried to be. And I'm grateful. Like, thank you, Allah, so much that my little cousin did it. You know, not only did suicide ruin her life, but suicide didn't really ruin her life. It was more like depression. And I'm happy that she's coping with it now. That I'm able to see a smile on her now. You know, you know, suicide really got to her and realized, made her go into a facility home. And I wish she didn't have to go through that. As an older cousin, or as an older person, I really should have really been there for her. And I feel like if I was, she would have never gone through that. Just exactly how I'm saying how I felt about myself too. I feel like if people were there for me, we wouldn't be in these situations. If you realize that your niece, your grandchild, your your little cousin is going through a bunch of deaths and could possibly go into depression, won't you sit with them and actually listen and understand them? Because growing up with depression isn't the answer. You don't understand that growing up depression with depression can cause suicidal thoughts. And those suicidal thoughts can lead into suicide. And this world doesn't need any other people to leave. We need you. I need you. And it's crazy because who would have ever knew? Who would have ever knew? I wish people would just understand. That's the only thing. Just just understand. Just understand us. Understand why we feel this way. But that's pretty much it. I hope you guys really understand what's been going on or what has been going on and I'm really grateful that you are here spending these 25 minutes listening to my story from the eyes that you can't see from because clearly you didn't know my story it was based off assumptions I hope that this was a way for people to know that they're not the only people out here who's going through this. I'm 15 now, and I've been going through depression since I was 11, and I'm still going through it now. But I'm happy that I'm coping with it. I'm happy that these suicidal thoughts are going away. I'm happy that I'm becoming a better woman. 
just want to thank everybody in my family and Allah for guiding me and helping me become the woman that I am today. The person who's trying and stuff. And I'm really grateful that you guys are really listening. And I hope I hope this opened your eyes and made you see the world even more. Please be there for your children, your your little cousins, your older cousins, your nieces, nephews, your anybody. Please be there for them. You don't know what they could be going through. You don't know if they're faking a smile because they're broken down deep inside. But that is all that I have. Thank you very much for listening. And I wish you guys a great year. I wish you all the best. And, you know, feel free to always come to me about anything. I'm always going to be here for you. I will always be here for you. Anyways, thanks. Bye.